I hate to keep a uh, congressman in waiting, uh, but uh, Nick Lalota, nice enough to do that. Uh, hopefully to be sworn in soon. Uh, and that's if uh, they get a speaker in play. Nick Lalota, down in the nation's capital. First off, we say a very happy uh, New Year to you, sir. A lot on your mind that everything else has to be on this uh, on this Wednesday. Lots happening in the nation's capital. It's great to have you, though. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jay. Uh, but I'm a little grumpy this morning, and it's not because we don't have a speaker of the House or because I haven't been sworn in, but I haven't yet had my double espresso yet. So uh, please bear with me, Jay. You know, and I got to tell you, see, you and I are slated for that together. We will have that. I promise you. Uh, I had a double espresso martini not too long ago. Congressman-elect Lolota. Not too long ago. And uh, let me tell you, it was okay. very good. I was thinking of you at the time. Thinking of you at the time. So you and I are slated <laughs> for that down the road. How's that? <laughs> Thanks, my friend. I appreciate that. It's 8 in the morning, so we're not, we're not going to do any double espressos uh, with martini just yet. But uh, Not so yet. You've got a lot on your plate soon. today. What's your feeling here? Ballot number four coming by way of Mr. McCarthy. Does he get in, in your estimation, on the fourth ballot? I think he gets in, but I think it's going to take more than four ballots. Uh, it seems like the folks uh, within the conference who oppose him seem to be pretty dug in. Uh, despite 91% of the conference, 202 of our 222 members support uh, his speakership. They know that he is the person who can deliver on all of our commitments to America, to our district. Yet there's uh, 19 or 20 holdouts. Uh, and, and I haven't heard yet, and it's four hours until the next vote. Uh, I haven't heard yet that they're going to budge. So uh, I think we're going to do a little more waiting here today. I can't figure it out. You know, and I watched this thing unfold yesterday. You know, you had the first uh, go around, what was that, about 19 of votes of the twenty of the 222, you know, was scattered about. Then I saw the second round, you had 19 votes for Jim Jordan. My goodness. He was stumping on the floor for Kevin McCarthy. What's going on with that? Third round, you had another 20 go for Jordan. I don't know if they were paying attention. Jordan is supporting Kevin McCarthy ongoing throughout the day. I I can't figure this whole thing out, Nicola. You know what? I, 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 I'm frustrated, too. You know, it, There is a strong consensus within the Republican conference that uh, McCarthy is the one to lead us uh, these next two years. But I will say this, you know, trying to be a little optimistic about this. What these 19 have brought to us is a vibrant debate on what the rules of the House should be, what the power of individual members are in relative in relation to the Speaker. And now, because of these rules that have, uh, are about to be amended, individual members will have more power and access, and it will be a bottom-up leadership under, uh, under McCarthy. They, they, these 19 have gained that ground, not only for themselves, but for the conference and for the country. So uh, they get to go to their constituencies and, and say, yeah, we won uh, some of our battles, and this was for something real. But I think it's about time that we move on and unify behind Kevin. I think uh, enough of the circus from yesterday. Get down to business. I'm sure the agenda is uh, chock full of stuff uh, without question. It's just a shame. You got uh, on the Democratic side, you know, all of them members uh, united in backing Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker. I mean, that's more votes than McCarthy ever got. Uh, even though it was, what, uh, 10 more members as far as the GOP is concerned? You know, I mean, that's. That's the whole thing. I'm hoping uh, cooler heads prevail and everything. I can't figure it out. 
You know, McCarthy, you know, say what you want about a McCarthy. We've watched McCarthy over the years. Very staunch in his approach. Uh, you know, you'd like to see a couple of areas covered. Maybe he didn't do enough. But I'm trying to figure out the substance of it all as far as those not behind Kevin McCarthy at this point. Knowing how vital it is for the Republican Party, Nick Lauder, to get off to a good start here with so much on the agenda. Uh, you would hope that uh, array of thinking comes into play today, you know? Yeah, so what we are blessed by is we are all, all 222 of us, are unified behind the commitment to America. We want to fix the economy. We want to drill on federal land. We want to get our budget in order. We want to ensure that we protect our communities by backing the blue, by securing the border. We want to get our freedoms back, and we want to hold the Biden administration accountable. The good thing is every single one of us is unified behind that commitment to America. Once we get a speaker, we will govern the proper way for our districts, for the American people, and we may have to take uh, some more hours and days to shake out this top leadership process. You know, you mentioned the border. That's one of the first things that comes to my mind is to get Alejandro Mayorkas in front of a panel uh, to answer some tough questions. And listen, he's going to have to answer questions. No more nonsense from this guy. Tired of it. With all that's going on at the border, the air marshals being shifted down there, Nick. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, we have no safety in the skies now. Al-Qaeda making some threats, uh, subliminal threats over the last week or so. Uh, it is unconscionable to think that. Uh, and we don't even know what air marshals are doing down at the border. We can't fix the border. I mean, it's New York is, is still in denial. He's got to answer some questions. If that is not the impetus to get a speaker in play and to get Congress underway, I don't know what is. Yeah, surely we have to get the business of the American people done right away. We, we burned a day on this. We don't want to burn too many more on this because American people, not just Republicans, but independents and Democrats, too, they want a secure border. They want safer communities. We all want to ensure that when we send our kids off on a school bus or we travel on a plane or we do anything in our lives that it's done safely. And what Mayorkas' leadership has done is we've failed in that mission to provide safety to the homeland because he's failed to secure the border. That should be an American issue. It doesn't have to be just a Republican issue, but Republicans will lead in the House this year on that issue, specifically through the Homeland Security Committee, and we will hold Mayorkas accountable for doing that, Jay. Florida hopes to be sworn in uh, to his uh, first congressional seat uh, at some point, hopefully maybe today, if we get that fourth ballot of the way and everything comes into play with Kevin McCarthy, it'll happen. Uh, give me a little something on Santos. You know, in the beginning, I had to be honest with you, you know, the embellishment, the resume, the education, the work, I say, okay, uh, let's see what happens. Let him get sworn in. Let's see, and we'll grade him accordingly. Now I forget it. Too much baggage, in my estimation. The financial stuff is very troubling to me. The 55K of income goes to 11 million, Nick. I mean, there's, there's way too many questions, nothing but lies. How is this man supposed to stop on the floor, stop on the floor and fight for the right of the 3rd Congressional District? I can't see it. I thought he might resign. It doesn't look like it. His hand will be up in the air if everything comes into play. And the other on the Bible, do you see it any other way here? Yeah, well, well Jay, the, the lies are a disgrace. Uh, he's made a mockery of the process and the office. You know, there's a bare minimum standard. It's pretty darn low already for our politicians, and he's far below that standard. 
it's a disgrace. It's, it's something we're going to have to deal with uh, absolutely. Now, because we try to carry ourselves with honor and pride and integrity. And, and whether you know, you're on the left side of the aisle or the right side of the aisle, the presumption is you at least come to the table with a bare sense of integrity. And uh, that's surely lacking here. I was the first Republican to call for a House ethics investigation and criminal law enforcement, if necessary. Others, thankfully, have joined me in that call. The Nassau DA has opened up an investigation into those lies. I expect there to be more substance revealed uh, in the coming days and weeks and longer. Uh, And this is a process that we absolutely have to deal with uh, because we have to have our house in order. We're going to question Mayorkas and others and hold them accountable. And what the Biden family has done with influence peddling. We're to hold them accountable properly. We should have our house in order when we do so. No, without question, without question, and uh, and certainly tons of questions. Obviously, with these investigations underway regarding John Santos, you know your journey has been amazing. You know, uh, you you're in play for the first congressional. You went through a couple of rounds uh, with the voting and whatnot, but uh, in, in essence, here you are in Washington, about to be sworn in as the United States Congressman. Uh, give me a mindset here. I mean, through the holidays and everything else, uh, here you go. Uh, and you had it circled the 3rd of January of 2023. What has that been like as far as your thinking, the family, and everything else? The journey's been a long way here. And here you are. Here you are down in the nation's capital. Give me, give me what it feels like. So there's a concept, Jay, that uh, is spoken about to young military officers. And, uh, and I learned this at the Naval Academy in a leadership class and then developed it afterwards. It's called the burden of command. It's that the person who's in charge of something, whose name's on the door or whatnot, um, comes with it a certain burden. Yes, you get the glory, you know, you, you, your name's in the newspaper, you're on the news, and your friends text and say, oh, great, I saw you on TV, and, and that all feels well and good, Jay. But I think what's mostly on my mindset is the burden of command, knowing that so many people supported me to get here, so many people voted for me, gave time knocking on doors, making phone calls, donating their hard-earned money, Now, I I, I get to represent each and every one of those folks, and even the folks who didn't support me, uh, in our nation's capital, the greatest nation our world has ever known. And that comes with a certain burden. You know, each vote that we take, each statement that we make matters. Uh, It gets gets covered nationally, and and it's a representation of all the people in my district, other people who supported me, especially my family, my family name. Uh, That is something I take tremendously seriously, and it weighs on me every day. It's a great mindset to have, and I know you'll do a fantastic job. One last thing as far as today in that fourth ballot. Uh, You're confident McCarthy gets in. If not he, then who? Uh, We stated yesterday, maybe a Steve Scalise. Do you see uh, any scenario where people kind of throw their hands up in the air and say, listen, McCarthy's not going to get it done for many, uh, or hopefully a few that's going to somehow interrupt the uh, process, so to speak. Do you see a scenario where Scalise is inserted and away you go? I don't. And here's why. Scalise supports McCarthy. Jordan supports McCarthy. Stefanik supports McCarthy. Emmer supports McCarthy. All the names in leadership and who are being talked about for this position all support McCarthy. But more than support him, the man, the person, they support the idea that when 91% of the conference agrees on one thing, that the 8 or 9% has to come along. Now, by the way, not, not come along uh, without any voice, not come along uh, having surrendered. 
and the conference has assuaged this small group and given amendments to our rules package to get them on board. But they should be a yes. And I don't think that any of the names I just mentioned would want to disrupt the process of when 91% of the conference agrees in one thing, that somehow we have to capitulate in the nine. This is a process. There's order in the conference. It's a bit of a democracy itself. There's some conference politics, of course. But when 91% say it has to be one way, even the other names um, want to ensure that uh, we keep it that way. So I, I see this being uh, McCarthy, and it may take a few more ballots to get there, though. And one last thing on this. You know, people have short memories. But, you know, this guy is a skilled guy when it comes to fundraising. And people have to remember, the GOP actually picked seats up, folks, in the last couple of elections when he was the minority leader. Let's not forget that. Uh, I think, if my numbers are correct, he had something like 20 pickups in the 2020 election where Trump obviously lost to Biden. Uh, but in essence, you know, people have to kind of remember a lot of the work McCarthy did back in the day, you know. He picked up seats when maybe you could have made the case where they weren't based on the results of that election, you know. So I think that's something to kind of keep in mind. Short memories involved there, you know. Uh, as far as McCarthy is concerned, hopefully cooler heads prevail and common sense kind of comes into play a little bit more today, you know. So uh, something we'll keep an eye on. Nick Lolota, we wish you the best. You'll be on with us periodically, I know, throughout this year. We look forward to many a conversation. How's that? Thanks so much. I appreciate uh, always t- talking to you, catching up, and uh, let's grab that double espresso martini sometime. I am ready, my friend. I'm ready to roll. Ready to roll. Good luck. Hopefully you get sworn in today, too, as far as everything involved. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it all. Congressman-elect Nick Lillota, 1st Congressional District. I tell you, people forget that, folks. People forget that, you know. And, you know, say what you want about it, McCarthy and the alignment, Trump and everything else. Listen, there's some good things. It warrants the fact that he becomes a speaker. Enough of this nonsense. And, you know, this whole red wave predicted, predicted last year, which failed to materialize. The party did win enough seats to fire, to terminate Nancy Pelosi. But the problem is with the, you know, you gain a majority, it's lost in the cause of it all, and that is, uh, you know, these holdouts now. You know, that is the the holdouts. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens today, but uh, Republicans need to get their agenda in order in order to facilitate it they got to get the speaker uh clearly positioned i'm ready for work so we'll see what happens